Okay, let's go. Ay, ay, ay. Okay. I know. It's all the worst, right? Okay, so we're starting a new bracha. Yay! Exciting. I, this bracha is fascinating. Fasc- well, the they're all fascinating. Really right away, I didn't tell you, but you know, so tired last week, but it really penetrated because I came home and I was my next door neighbor, and for some reason we started talking about. I started talking about the bracha with her, and I was like, oh, good, it penetrated. It was so <laughs> tired. Gets through the hair covering. It's good when I can explain it to somebody else. That's a good sign. That I know. So oh, thank you. I'm so glad to hear I know. That. I was really happy. I'm like, I didn't even take like, I'm so glad. Okay. So they say some people hear better. Okay. Now this, this is very awesome. So this bracha is, Baruch HaToshem, Elkenu Melech HaOlam, Hanosein Le'ya'ef Koach. Hanosein, who gives Le'ya'ef to the person who is exhausted, Koach, strength. All right. So usually every one of these brachas, the first thing we did is we said, here's the source in the Gemara. The Gemara says, right, when you put on your belt, when you put on the hair covering, when you put on your clothes, when you put your feet on the floor, this one is not in the Gemara. So already there's like something going on here. Like where'd this bracha come from? <laughs> How did it get here? And like why isn't it in the Gemara and then why does it show up later? So we do have a source. It is tied, like just like the Gemara would say, like when your um, feet are on the floor, then you should say, as the verse says. So there is a verse that this Pasuk is based on. So here's the handout. I managed to get it printed before Shir. Okay, so this Pasuk, it's actually in the bottom one, number three. Oh, the other thing is these pages are Seamus because usually... There's like a button you can press to switch. No, you can write on it. Just don't throw it away. Um, if you like, if you want to throw it away, give it back to me. I'll take it back. Um, usually, there's like a button I can press to switch all the names of God to just like Hashem, like with a hey. And I forgot to do it. So, this pasuk is a pasuk in Yeshaya, Isaiah, Parak Mem. No koach. Right? Sounds familiar. God gives to the exhausted. Strength, and to the one who has no power, no energy, power, power or might, he increases. That's the pasuk, and because of based on this pasuk, this is the phrasing of this um, bracha. Okay. Now we're going to get a hint to the whole picture here by the Rashi, which did not apparently, was not available to me um, on the source sheet maker. Rashi says, what, is it, what does it mean, no sein le'ya'if koach? This Rashi on Yeshaya. That God gives to the exhausted strength. Vesofo, and in the end, like in the end he's going to, l'hachalif koach oschem. He will exchange strength for your exhaustion. Okay. So God gives strength to the exhausted means, because I guess, I think what Rashi might be asking is, I'm not sure, there's a couple things he's kind of adding on here, but I think what he's asking is, how does it help to give strength to someone who's exhausted? Meaning if their definition is a person who is ya'if, who is exhausted, 
there'll still be a ya'ef, like you didn't change. So what he says, no, it's going to be an actual change, like a swap. Lachlif is to swap. He's going to make you a swap. He'll trade you. You'll give him all your exhaustion. He'll give you strength. It's like an adrenaline thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Better than better than adrenaline. <laughs> okay. So what is this? What is the simple meaning of this pos- of this bracha? What are we thanking God for? I mean, it's it's not actually such a hidden concept. At least on the surf- the first level of it is strength for energy. Right. Okay. So the Torah Chaim says Niskana, um, This bracha was established niskina al she'adam mafkid nishmaso ba'erev biyada kadosh baruch hu ayefat me'avoda kasha kol hayom u'machzira lo ba'boker shkita u'shleva. This bracha was established on the fact that a person entrusts his soul in the evening into the hand of God. We say that in Adon Olam. If you say Adon Olam in your Kriyashma, right? Biyado afkid ruchi, shan And into his hand, afkid ruchi, I place, um, I was just saying that these source sheets are shameless because I forgot to switch out the name of God. So you, you're welcome to keep them, or if you don't want to keep them, give them back, and I'll, I'll take them back. Be'esishan, um, when the time when I go to sleep, ve'oira, and then I wake up. Okay, so we hand our souls over to God at night, tired from the hard work of the whole day, and God gives back the soul to us in the morning, relaxed and rejuvenated. And this is like the Medrash says on the Pasuk, which is also the source for the phrasing of Mode'ani, right? From there. Okay, so chadashim lav karim rabba You renew everything in the morning. Great is your emuna. If a person asks somebody else, if you entrust something to somebody else to watch for you, so the best case scenario, it comes back exactly the way you gave it to them. <laughs> Other times, it comes back not too bad. Right, but but somewhat more worn out than perhaps it had been originally. But here we give Hashem our soul every night, and we we take for granted, like we have faith in God. <laughs> we just say, "Here, take my soul." It's just like the great spiritual dry cleaners. You give it to Him, and it comes back better. It comes back refreshed. Now the truth is, that's even hard to explain. Like more time has gone by, I should be more tired. Maybe I didn't use up energy so fast sleeping, but why would I get less tired? We don't know. Hashem rejuvenates us. Okay, we go to sleep, and he gives it back to us rejuvenated. Okay, so that's the simple meaning of this bracha, and it's not such a simple thing to be grateful for. It's a worthwhile thing to be grateful for. It's very helpful. Um, You know, sometimes you wake up and you are so tired that it's hard to get out of bed. Like You just feel like, I don't want to get up. I don't. I need like three more hours and, you know, and if you remind yourself, you know, sometimes I don't get so much sleep, like enough, and I wake up raring to go. And so I know this may sound strange, but it does happen. And sometimes I seem like on the clock I got enough sleep and I cannot drag myself out of bed. I'm so tired. So really... If it's time, if it's the evening, I need to tell myself, so what do I need to do? How many hours of sleep is the correct number? And I have to try and get that. It's part of my avoda to be able to serve Hashem tomorrow is to make sure I get enough sleep tonight. But, but in truth, I know that I don't have real power over that. Meaning the power I have is to choose to try and get enough sleep. 
but I don't really have the control over how much energy I get from the sleep. So when you wake up and you're exhausted, so it's very easy to say, oh, I don't want to get up. I need more sleep. And then I feel like all victimized and it makes it harder to get up. But if what I tell myself is, Hashem, please, I know that you're able to give me energy, all the energy I need for this day to be able to do the mitzvahs of the day. So please, could you please give it to me? You know, it's, it's easier to get up that way. Really, it is. It's also probably more wholesome, but it's also easier to get up that way. Okay, it's a little bit like Hanos and Le'ayv Koach. I gave you my soul. You gave it back to me with energy, right? It could be any amount of energy. That's really out of our control a little bit. Okay. Rotsvi Hirsch Kalisher, who was in, the, I think, the early or part of the 1800s. Um, actually, he's probably just a little earlier than Rav Hirsch. He's like the the grandfather of modern Zionism, so to speak, which is uh, seems like a demeaning thing to say about him, so maybe I won't. I'll take, retract that one. Okay. He said, what is this ayefut? What is tiredness? Because whenever we have a word and it comes from Torah, we want to understand, like, what are, the, what are the ramifications of it? What are the more subtleties of the definition? There's, there's different kinds of tired. And the more you think about it, the more you realize there are different kinds of tired. There's the kind of tired when, like, your kids are fighting and you just feel tired and want to go to bed, which might not have anything to do with how much sleep you actually need. And there's the kind of tired that's, like, you've been up for night after night after night getting three hours of sleep a night, and then all of a sudden, like, you're happy and raring to go, but, like, your eyes are closing. There's a lot of different kinds of tired, right? There's the kind of tired that can last for months and months and months, and there's the kind of tired that, like, get some coffee, shake yourself out, go take a walk, and it'll pass. So what is ayef? What does tired mean? He says, tiredness is what we call it when a person has fallen under nature. When you fall into the hands of teva, of nature, that's tired. That's like an interesting comment. And you start to understand, like, what, it, what does it mean what is, he, what is he telling you? And, and we're going to look at it inside in the Chumash. But I like, like, it's such an awesome way he phrased it. When a person has, be, has fallen under the power of nature, when a person is under the control of nature, the Torah will refer to that as ayef, tired. Like succumb, you're saying. Like more like it's not, well, yeah, succumb. I think it's, I think it's because nature is finite. And nature will always roll toward entropy, toward becoming less and less organized and more depleted, right? The, the conservation of mass and energy, right, says that there will always be the same amount of energy in the system, which means if you use energy, you don't have it. It's gone into some other thing. So you have depleted, right? It's like all the time, everything's a bore, right, that, a pit. So you can empty out and empty out like a reservoir, but then it doesn't fill back up. Where's it going to get energy from? It'll have to come from somewhere else. We call that ayef, tired. That word ayef means someone who has become subject to the laws of nature. So what's the contrast? This pasuk in Yeshaya, this is in the third one, I made a bold, which is the source of this bracha, nosen liayef koach, God gives to the yaef, to the exhausted person, the person who is subject to nature, koach, strength. In other words, someone who doesn't have their own strength, 
Hashem is the source of providing for him. We have to realize that strength and energy come from Hashem. He is the strength and energy that gets fed in not only to us personally, to all of nature, really. But in this bracha, we're looking at it on, on a more personal or like a human level. But the truth is, that pasuk that we mentioned, Chadashim lavkarim rabba munasecha, you renew in the mornings, great is your, great is your amuna, is talking about two things. It's talking about the fact that he renews us every day. It's also talking about hamechadesh betuvo bechold yom tabin masiv reishis. God renews the creation of the whole world every day. So did you ever see those Harlem Globetrotters and they spin a basketball on their finger? And every second or two they go like that? You have to keep adding energy into the system to keep it spinning, right? Every day, God recreates the world. He puts energy in. And recognizing that the source of the energy and the source of the power is Hashem. When a person thinks that their source of energy is in nature, right? If I would only sleep enough, I would have enough energy. I mean, we have an obligation to make the choice, but that's it, right? When we think that it's nature that is providing for us, he says the Torah calls that person ayif, tired. What if they're not tired at that moment? No, they're tired. Because if they're not tired now, they will be soon. Meaning there's no, where, when do you start calling it tired? When you're just a little tired, when you're very tired, when you're falling over, when you like, you ever have the kids, they like fall asleep with their face right into the cereal bowl, you know, like, <laughs> how tired is tired? And the answer is, as soon as you believe that it's only natural strength that is sustaining you, you're tired. It, that process has begun. What's the opposite? The opposite is, Hashem is the source of my strength. Therefore, no matter how tired I happen to feel at the moment, I know that Hashem will renew me. Maybe I'll lie down and close my eyes and He will renew me. Maybe I won't be able to do that. Maybe I'm on the run for some reason. He will renew me. He can renew me. He, he, he is the source of it. Then my tiredness is not this tiredness of Ayifut anymore. Because Hashem is the source of my strength. Do you mean Yetzirah by nature? We haven't gotten to the Yetzirah part yet. But I mean, when you say there are... Oh, that na- no, I wouldn't nature. define, no, I wouldn't define Yetzirah as nature. So it means physical. Physical, yeah. The physical nature of the world if we think that the physical nature of the world is where our energy comes from, then we're already tired, even if we don't feel it yet. It, we're already, it's sort of like, we're already in an entropic system. Entropy is like where you say that the world, if nothing would happen to it, everything just gets like spins and gets farther and farther apart and gradually slows down like a ball. You push it rolling and gradually it will slow down, right? So entropy kind of says that like, things eventually kind of just fall apart. What can make something be created? Well, energy. I mean, you have to add energy into the system and, and intelligence to make something become created. So if we believe that Hashem can renew us, it's not called Ayef if we're tired? It seems like it, although in this Pasuk, it's sort of like the person who's tired, God will give them strength. Right. But this is a different kind of time. I think so. I think according to the way Rav Kalisher said it, and it seems to be consistent with all the other pieces I found, yeah, that if you, if you truly are believing and feeling that God is the source of your strength, then no matter how tired you happen to feel, you're not under the definition of one who is Ayef. Because you're not actually depleted of energy. Your source of energy is there. Maybe the valve isn't open for some reason, but it's there. Okay.
so, okay, I saw this in one Sefer, quoting another Sefer, quoting the Romami Pano, who seems to be quoting an Alfasi. I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay, so it's like a few steps along. Quote after that. quote after quote. <laughs> right, you heard Sarah say <laughs> that what is, the, what is the concept of this bracha, that Hashem is renewing my separations every day. Hashem is renewing the creation of the world every day. And therefore, the Gemara didn't create... Oh, so some of you missed this. This bracha, we always start off by saying the Gemara says that when you do this or this, that's when you make the bracha, right? That's, that's how we learned about all these brachas of Birchas HaShachar. This one is not in the Gemara. Oh, wait, say that again? This bracha, Hanose Le'ayev Koach, is not in the Gemara. All these other brachos, from the beginning, everything in Birchas HaShachar, how do we know what brachos to say? I mean, we had a Masora even before the Gemara, but we know it from the Gemara. There's a Gemara in Brachos that says, when you open your eyes in the morning, you should say, when you put your feet on the ground, you say, when you each when you get dressed, each of these, when you put on the head covering, you say, it's not in the Gemara. Okay. So then over here, this Alfasi, or the Ramami Pano, I don't know, says that's because the Gemara did not feel that it needed to say this bracha. Why? Because this bracha is not describing something that people do. All these other brachas of shachar are like when you use the bathroom, you say asher yatsar. When you, but we don't recreate the world every day. So therefore, this is not something we would say the bracha for in part of the brachas of shachar. Just hold that idea for a minute. Okay. Wait, why didn't it mention it? Hang on, because okay. this is not, it's, it's, a, it's what Hashem's doing, not what we're doing. Okay. Okay, yeah, but, all right. So this is sort of explaining why it's not there. However, there's an approach to all of these Birchas HaShachar that we, we said that every one of these Birchas HaShachar really functions, I mean, they function on many, many levels, but let's say two general categories of level. One is what we do that we put on a belt or that we have strength. And the other is what Hashem is doing, that we're thanking Hashem for giving us these tools with which to serve him, to correct the sins, right? To correct the, the sins, the wrong word here, to correct, to re-strengthen ourselves, to have a task to do that will build us back up in what we have lost since Gan Eden. Every one of these brachas corresponds to an outcome that happened because of the sin in Gan Eden with Adam and Chava. And therefore, we have these brachos. We're grateful. God did not push us away. He pushed us out of Gan Eden, but he didn't push us away completely. He didn't say, never mind, like the snake, you know, lie on the ground and find your food and don't talk to me. He said, go out there and work the hard way and get, get there the hard way. And we're grateful for that. We're grateful that he still wants us in the house. We're grateful that he doesn't say, just go away. He says, no, you could do tshuva. You could fix yourself. You could become someone greater than who you are now. You're just going to have to work at it. It's not gonna, you're not going to just be born with it. Right? We're grateful for that. So in that sense, all the brachos are thanking Hashem for the fact that he's renewing all of this for us every day. So why is this one? Like, what's the difference? Okay. So one point to realize is that that Hadashim Lav Karim, that God renews every day, is referring to the creation of the world every day, and it's also referring to the rejuvenation of a person every day. That's why Rabbah Imunasecha shows up in the Mode'ani, kind of first thing in the morning. 
right? That we're remembering that God recreates us and the world every day. And we know that a person, the Gemara says, every person should say, the world is created for me. Why? Because every single thing that I see or interact with or interacts with me or has a message to me is something where there's either a message to me or some way that I can recognize that God created it and shine the truth of that out into the world, that there is a God and that he creates and that he cares about it. Right? So everything in the world is that. So there is a sort of, um, it's natural. It, it's l just looking at the same thing from two different sides, really, to say that God creates the world every day and God creates us every day. It's really difficult to say where one starts and the other one ends. Yeah? Because recreating a person is creating a world. And recreating the world recreates the people. Like... It's really kind of the same thing. There is an over, it's, it's more than an overlap. There's a, a, some degree of overlap of identity with those ideas. Okay, I just want to hold those on the side. Oh, okay, you know what, this is, this is really a side point, so I'm gonna leave it, but I, I wanna maybe come back to it just because I think you'll find it very interesting. All right, this is also a part of that. Okay, now. This idea of the tiredness, and tiredness is, is Rabbi Kolischer's definition, which was a really useful one, is a person under the force of nature. <coughs> All right. If I wanted to know about tired, I would look in the Torah and see where it talks about tired, right? So the first place I'm aware of is this. You have it in Source Aleph over here, which is this. Vayazid Yaakov Nozid, and Yaakov stewed a stew. I don't know, the original source, said I changed it to Jacob made pottage. I assume pottage means something you make in a pot. I'm not even sure. Like, it was like he potted pottage or potted pottage or something. It's very funny definitions. Okay, Yaakov made some kind of stew. Vayavo Esav min hasade, and Esav came from the field, vehu ayef, and he was tired. And Esav said to Yaakov, Pour for me, please, some of this red, red stuff, because I am tired. And, you know, he doesn't even just say, Ayef ani. He says, Ayef anuchi. There's a difference between anuchi and ani. Ani is me as opposed to anyone else. Anuchi is who I am. Like, who my... my personality, like a, an identity that's who I am, not just calling me out from anyone else. It's something more deep and more personal and more defined, an anochius. Hashem will, will, you know, anochi Hashem elokecha. Like, it's referring to like the tzalem elokim, right? He's a ayef anochi. Al kein karashmo Edom. Therefore, his name was called Edom. It's funny, his name should have been called like ayef. And Yaakov said, Right now, sell me your Bechora. And Esav said, Behold, uh, here he is again, Anochi, not Ani. I am going to die. So, what do I need this Bechora for? And Yaakov said, Swear to me now. And he swore to him. And he sold his Bechorah to Yaakov. And Yaakov gave Esav bread and Nezidah Dashim 
and he ate, and he drank, and he got up, and he went. Vayivez Esav es ha He devalued the Bechorah. Okay, he's tired. What's all the tired about? And over here we'd find that the Mephorshim really help explain what is the tired. The Medrash Tanchuma says, actually in Kiseitse about Amalek, but Amalek is of course the grandson of Esav. Vayavo Esav min hasadeh vehu ayef. Esav came from the field and he was tired. Ein ayef ela horeg nefesh. Ayef means a murderer. Someone who kills gets tired. And there's a pasuk in Yirmiyahu, Oh, my soul is tired because of the murderers. Okay. Rashi says also over here, he says, here I am, I'm tired. Because of murder. So he was out? He was out killing. Killing. Yeah. It says, the Medrash says elsewhere that there were six sins he did that day. Right. He raped an engaged girl. He murdered. He, I don't remember all of them. I'm sorry. He did a Vodazara. I don't remember all the six. Okay. He had had a very big day. This was the day Avraham died, and this is what Esau was doing. Okay. All right. So he's tired because of these sins that he did that day. Further, now what I'm what I'm doing, I'm not quoting from Rav Chaim Vital, say for Eitzadastov, but I am Sorry, paraphrasing. Does it mean murder itself? No, it means tired. It means tired from murder. Tired, and the Medrash says, if the Torah tells you someone's exhausted or tired like that, there's death. But it's that deep because he said Anochi, like. No, that's that? um. No, there's there's some other reasons for it. You'll see, okay. right? Like why that versus something else. I think I think it does tie to that idea of, sort of like the ultimate being subjected to nature, right? Mm. There's death involved because what that body is not going to keep, replenishing and and staying fresh, right? Mm. That's di- like there's the death is there, okay? And also we say that about a murderer, most yumas he shall surely die, meaning. Or, or like he's already the mace. Like the one who murders is already a dead man. One who murders is already a dead man. Because once he's been condemned to death, he's on his way there. The truth is, the truth is, a wicked person, even in their lifetime, is considered dead. I think this is kind of why. It's this feeling that it's all about what I want and what I can get for myself and no concept that there's an outside source of power, of food, of wealth, right? So it's all about what I can grab. That's the Russia. Yeah, and that Russia, so even in their lifetime, they're dead. They may look like they're walking and talking and breathing, but it's all just headed in one direction. But Sadiqim, Atzadik, Afbimisasam, Kuim Chaim. Even after they die, we say they're still alive. Right? We're not so, we don't say so much like Rashi said. Rashi says. Because he is still producing in the world. He's still, right? And he's not, he's not really gone. He's missing. You know, but he's not really gone. So this is like a whole different approach. It's, it's, it's how the Tzadik and the Russia see themselves creates this reality of how everyone else sees them and how they're really living. Okay. So what is it he did that day? Let's take, a, let's take a look at this Das Akanim over here. The Das Akanim sums it up. He didn't make it up. This is from the Medrash. He was tired, and tired has to do with killing. Hayom Harag Nimrod. You know who he killed? He killed Nimrod. 
Nimrod, who battled with him and said, nobody's allowed to hunt out in the field except me. What are you doing out here? And they fought, and he killed him. That's how he got the clothes that had been handed down from Noah, from Adam, from Gan Eden, those clothes that smelled so special. Okay. Now, what Rav Chaim Vital says, as best I understand it, is this. Esav goes out into the field. He has an encounter with Nimrod. He kills him. He comes home, and Yaakov is making lentil stew because he's going to serve it to Yitzchak, who just lost his father, Abraham. Yitzchak's sitting shiva, so Yaakov is serving him a meal. He's preparing a meal for him. So Esav comes home, and he finds out Abraham died. And in Esav's mind, he sees these two things in alignment. He says, Nimrod died, Abraham died. Now, Nimrod and Avraham have met up in the past, right? Nimrod tried to kill Avraham. Hashem, cha- Hashem saved him, right? He looks at this. He says, here's Nimrod. Nimrod is described in the Torah as a gibor tzayed, lifnei Hashem. He was entrapping people and their souls away from God, right? He's the first one who set himself up and said, I am a God. And here's Avraham. Avraham, who's teaching people that there is a God, no person, right? And look, they both died today. And what Esav took from that, now, the reason he took this is because he obviously had an inclination toward this way of thinking, right? It's not like everyone would have just thought this way. What Esav looked at, he said, Katsadik HaRasha, it's all the same. What's the difference? Is there any difference to somebody if they're Katsadik HaRasha? It's all the same. There's no, he said, laced in, laced iron. There's no, there's no justice, there's no judge. It all doesn't matter. It's all the same. It's uh, now. That's how he justified it. That's what he. That's how he, he thinks. That's what he saw, thought of when he saw that in one sort of in one day, there goes Nimrod, there goes Avraham. He saw it as like an equality. But it's not there goes. It's he made go Nimrod. That's also uh, true. Yeah, <laughs> He's saying like, look, I can say, kill him, and then Avraham's dead anyway. Okay, and, but it's not like oh, what's okay. the point? It's like one you killed one. That's true. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Now, there's something else, though. A person can only come to that. How could a person come to seeing the two people die the same day and get from that, well, it's all equal, it's all the same, there's no difference. In the long run, what does it matter? It's only a person who's seeing no further than that. If this is the end of the story, that he's going to die, people die, right? doesn't matter if you're a Nimrod, doesn't matter if you're an Avraham, you're dead. So then what difference does it make? That only makes any kind of sense to somebody who believes there is no bigger picture, who is denying that there is a God, who is denying that there is a next world, who is denying that there is a Tchiasa Mesim, that there is even a future life. Okay, We would say like that's already like farther down, just to know that the soul lives on is enough, right? And, and in fact, the Mephoshim say this, he was kafar ba'ikar, he denied God. He was kafar in tzchiyas hamesim, he denied tzchiyas hamesim. You can see how all of this is part of the same result, that he saw that they died the same day, and what he took from it was, oh, it's all the same, doesn't matter, everyone's dying. They're all going to die someday, so like, eat, drink, and be merry, tomorrow you'll die. And he says, hine anochi holech lamos, behold, like, here's a new idea, I'm going to die. Nimrod died, Avram died, I'm also going to die. So what difference? Lama zeli bechora. So who needs a bechora? 
What's the Bechorah going to do for me? A double portion of inheritance? So I'm also going to die and I won't have it. I can't take it with me. What's the Bechorah in the future? Who cares about the future? I'm going to die. If, because he's only looking at the immediate present, at the natural, at a world where there's only nature, and he's denying that there is a spiritual reality, and that's how he came to say these things and feel these things. This is Vehu Ayef. He came in from the field and he was Ayef. He was tired. What's tired? It's not just because he was tired. You know, could be Yaakov wasn't so full of energy either. Was but he, he was tired, meaning there was death. Like he was, he sees him, it's, it's not even just depressed. It's specifically, a person could be depressed and could hang on very tight to the idea that there's a God. Like yeah, ush. It's like a more like a despair. Despair, right? Okay. But 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 despair. <laughs> right. Despair also suggests that you're afraid that there isn't more. That you thought there was more, maybe, and there isn't. Right. A yefut is like there isn't. There's like um, no hope. It's just that's the way. It he's is. not looking for it's hope. Even worse than he may despair. as well focus. Yeah. He may <laughs> right? as well focus his hope on something else that he can get his hands on. Stew would be better. By the way, you know, he doesn't. He doesn't even sell. I always thought he sold it for the stew. Like, this is how he, mm -hmm. like, devalued the Bechor. He says, yeah, I'd rather have the pot of soup than that. He doesn't sell it for the stew. By the way, if he did, it could be that Yaakov would be devaluing the Bechor yeah. too, right? He doesn't, he doesn't sell it for the stew. Look, he says, give me stew. Yaakov says, sell me your Bechorah. He says, I'm going to die. What do I need Bechorah for? Yaakov says, swear to me. He swore to him and sold his Bechorah to Yaakov. The next verse says, and Yaakov gave Esau bread and lentils. It doesn't actually say he sold it to him for the bread and lentils. Mm -hmm. It just says he came in. He, okay, so what's going on here? Why does Yaakov say, and this really helps answer, why did Yaakov say, sell me your Bechorah? Huh. What is he doing? What, like taking advantage of him because he's tired and hungry? Yeah. He's, well, he sees <laughs> no, no, of course not. That's not how you do. First of all, let's say you did. The person would take you to a base and after and say, it's a mechachtos. It's not a real thing. I was, you held a gun to my head. I was going to die. You were holding the insulin or the epipen or the, or the lentil soup, right? And you said, you know. That he is exactly. Yeah. That so now we got to reread like, it and we read a that? whole different passage right. than what yeah. we came in with. Right? Yazid Yaakov Nozid. I don't even know exactly that. Obviously, he's telling me something very deep, but I don't even know what it is. He's stewing a stew. And Asav came in from the field, Vehu Ayef. You know, I never thought why I need to know that. That's enough. He was tired. And tired means he's denying the next world. He's not seeing that. By Yomer Asav El Yaakov. And Asav said to Yaakov, please pour out for me from this red, red stuff. Ki ayef anochi, because I, I anochi, like my whole inner self, my whole personality, my whole selmelokim, ayef is tired, and therefore he's called Edom. Vayomer Yaakov, and Yaakov says, sell me right now your bechor. Yaakov, you know, Yaakov grew up knowing that they were twins, which meant that Esav was like a mighty hunter. And he was going to handle the physical and the parnasa, And they were a team. He was going to learn Torah, right? And between them, they were going to be this amazing team. And Asaph comes in and says, I'm so tired. 
oh my gosh, grandpa's dead, Nimrod's dead, what's it all for, who needs it all? And Yaakov suddenly realizes that he has to do it all. He's going to be the single mom of the Jewish people. He's got to do the spiritual, he's got to do the physical. Asaph is not in. Asaph is out. This is a terrible moment for Yaakov. This is like horrible. Terrible. He, it's like he has to and mourn it's his the brother. loss. He has to mourn the loss of his brother he was expecting yeah, to be. Yeah, it's everything. It's, his, it's losing his brother. It's losing, it's losing a peaceful kind of existence. He's literally the single mom of the Jewish people. Okay? He says, sell me your Bechorah now. Like, okay, hand, give me the key. Right. If you're, if you're going to just crash the car, then give me the key. I'll drive. Whatever. I don't know. Somehow I'll drive and I'll also take care of what has to happen in the back. I don't know. Vayomer Esav, and Esav said, I'm just going to die anyway. What do I need Bechorah for? Okay, so he confirms what Yaakov just realized. But he says it explicitly. And Yaakov says to him, swear to me now. Kayom is like, as of this moment, right? Swear to me now. And he swore to him. And in doing so, he sold it all over to Yaakov. And Yaakov gives him what he wants. He gives him the bread, which is more than he asked for, right? He gives him the lentils. He ate. He drank. He got up. He went. And he humiliated or he he debased the Bechorah. And off he goes. So the soup and the bread are more like a handshake. Like, Maybe. I don't know exactly. It could be a talachically, like, like you know, the, when you pick yeah. up a handkerchief or something, you have something that seals the deal. It could be. I don't know. But it doesn't, it, like, when you read the verses more closely, he doesn't actually make an exchange for them. It's interesting. But it's also tragic. It's really, really, really sad story. Okay. So what value, then, does he attribute? It's not even the lentil soup. It's like, what value does Lama Zeli Bechora, what value does this have to me at all? Swear I can have it. Okay. Who cares? He, he can really have it by just swearing. He, he was not born anyways. First one. Yaakov. Yes. Right. So how could you hand it over? That's an interesting question. It's definitely outside my knowledge base. <laughs> how does it work, you're saying? How do you So first of all, Bechorah, a Bechor is a firstborn son, right? But Bechorah means, a, like, I don't know, they translate it as birthright. Bechorah means the Bechorah is the rights and responsibilities that go that are given to the Bechor, to the oldest son. He's not selling his place in the family in terms of his age. Like, he can't do that. What he's giving him over are all the, respites, the rights and responsibilities that he had because he was the Bechor. So Bechorah, which is the jobs and the privileges, it's not even really privileges. That's the thing. We're so used to thinking in those terms. Bechora means a doubling. It's like the word bracha, the bays, the resh, the chaf. Bechor is the same letters. Uh-huh. Okay? So it's an increase that goes to the oldest son because he has increased duties. 
He has responsibilities that he has to perform. Therefore, God provides for him more income in order to make it possible to do that. That is also with the idea of bracha, right? When, when we say, like, the bracha is Hashem is providing that which we require in order to do what he wants us to do. That's increase. So by using it correctly, that helps to provide the increase. Okay. Okay. That's, I think, let's stop here. I just want to tell you what the next week's topic will be, which is we're going to continue Hanos and Le'ayv Koach, but we're going to realize that there's something else over here with Hanos and Le'ayv Koach, which is, where is this bracha located? Okay, we just learned two brachas that were specific to the Jewish people. Everything that was before was for humanity in general, sort of like me in particular, and it applies to everybody. But here, we just said two brachas that are specific to the Jewish people. Ozer Yisrael Bigvura, Oter Yisrael Besifara. And even the next bracha, you don't see it at the beginning, but it ends with Hagomel Chasadim Tovim Lamo Yisrael. Why is Hanosin Le'ev Koach here? And why, when Rashi translated it, did he take it from the singular to the plural? So next week, what I want to talk about is the fact that this bracha is not only speaking to the individual who is exhausted, physically, spiritually, but it's actually talking to the Jewish people as a nation and what that message is. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's a fun one. It was fun. <laughs> as long as you're not Asa for Yaakov. <laughs>